think it's fair to say that Portugal punches above its weight in several respects. One example is the plastics industry, which is today's topic on the Plastic Possibilities podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Norbert Sbarro, editor of Plastics Today, and my guest is Rui Tosha, general manager of the engineering and tooling from Portugal Cluster. I mentioned at the top of this podcast that Portugal punches above its weight, and here's just one example. It has it is home to more than 500 tooling companies, which export more than 90% of their production to over 80 countries. In our conversation, Rui talks about the foundations of the mold-making and plastics processing sector in Portugal, along with its ambitions in the years ahead. I certainly learned a lot in speaking, uh, speaking with him, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Well, welcome, Rui Tosha, uh, to um, the Plastic Possibilities podcast. Uh, glad to have you here. And uh, let me uh, start by asking you a few questions about um, your organization. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's called Engineering and Tooling from Portugal. Is that correct? Yes, this is the name of the cluster. Uh, the, the name of the organization is, is PoolNet, but uh, it represents the cluster, the, 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 the group of companies, research centers and universities in Portugal that works for mold making and plastic industries. Okay. Well, well, tell us a little bit, uh, since we started there, tell us a little bit about the mission that you have and about the history of the sector um, that it represents. Okay. Well, the, 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 the sector um, that we are representing is uh, basically the, the value chain of uh, molds, uh, mold making for plastic industries and the, the, the plastics sector. Um, this uh, happened because uh, in the, the region uh, center of Portugal, uh, near Marinha Grande, Marinha Grande is a small city, um, developed here uh, for some years ago, since the, the beginning of the, the last century, um, a very strong industry for glass industry, and then start the, 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 the growing of the mold making industry. And um, this industry has been developed uh, internationally uh, by uh, the exportation of, uh, I would say, most of all of the, the production of the molds uh, to different countries. Um, and um, then the, the, the plastic sector uh, has grown also. So we have uh, in this uh, region um, uh, around uh, 500 tooling companies, which is a huge number of, uh, of companies, and they export more than 90% of their production to more than 80 countries. Well, that's uh, impressive. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, the, um, some of our listeners may not know that Portugal is the third largest mold-making um market in Europe and the eighth largest global exporter of molds. Um, so how is the industry then building on um, the, the history of what you just um, explained on that foundation of strength uh, to remain a leader in a what is a highly competitive global market? I think you would agree, right? Yes, uh, I, I believe that the, the, the competitiveness of this, uh, this cluster and these uh, companies 
is uh, the, the capacity they have to export based on innovation and the knowledge. In fact, they are involved uh, at the present moment uh, for more than 50 million euros on research projects uh, nationally, uh, involving more than 100 companies and 50 research centers and universities. So you can imagine very small companies uh, building up innovation to provide solutions to their clients, not only on molds, but also on products. So this is, in fact, a very competitive uh, industry uh, that is capital and knowledge intensive. And uh, they use the most advanced and modern technologies, production technologies um, that uh, exist in the world. Um, so, for instance, the additive manufacturing, we have it since 1997 in a national network for uh, additive manufacturing. And so companies have been together searching and exploring these new technologies to, uh, to, to, to serve the market internationally uh, and uh, present solutions to their clients. Hmm. And I understand, speaking of technologies, that you're quite um, versed in or well-versed in Industry 4.0. Is that a um, part of the, the, the industry's profile? Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, the, you know, in, in the 80s, they start to use the CAD CAM systems and then the, 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 compute, the, the, the machines, the milling machines uh, using the, the advanced computation and uh, then the simulations. And now they are using the intelligence the artificial and the vision artificial and the, the supercomputer systems. So... This is, in fact, an industry based on, uh, on technologies, advanced technologies, but also on um, processes um, very clean that um, are sustainable for, uh, uh, to support their clients. So they use robotics and automation. Um, they use uh, advanced materials. They, they, they explore a lot the lean manufacturing tools and they use clean and efficient injection processes. So they are very um, modern and uh, we, we uh, invite uh, most of the time every year uh, journalists, uh, clients and partners to come and visit our companies in an open way for them to see this modernization and this capacity to provide global solutions to the market. Right. You mentioned sustainability. I noticed in reading up on your company that that, that is a focus. Is that right? Yes, of course. Since the beginning, the companies, uh, they look to the sustainability in these two main uh, aspects, the economical one and the green. <laughs> Uh, so the companies, they want to be competitive uh, and economically, they want to have uh, efficient processes that can provide um, solutions to the clients in a way that they can sell the products in the market. 
But in the other way, they are looking for clean processes, processes to product to 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 allow the production of their their solutions to the clients in a way that are uh, environmental friendly. So you can see when you visit our companies that uh, the companies are very clean and they have processes controlled trying to uh, not create waste. So the, the processes are considering uh, in, in the sense of the zero production manufacturing. So this is the, the reason why we sustain that our industry are uh, looking uh, from their past and for the future in a way to be sustainable and to have sustainable processes to provide sustainable products to the to the market. Very good. There's there's a big demand for that. So you're on the right track, I think. Um, and you mentioned right at the start of this interview uh, the the cluster, uh, which uh, I, I gather is a very important element in your approach. Um, it does speak to the breadth of products and services that you can provide. Can you describe the turnkey solutions that are available uh, through your cluster? Well, uh, the the idea to to formalize this cluster um, uh, came uh, in uh, two thousand and eight. Because these small the small companies, they uh, are um, used to, to, to go abroad together to present their solutions and their complementarity. And they create um, a common brand called Engineering and Tooling from Portugal. And they present to the market with this brand to show that they do from design to product. So they have capacity to, 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 to offer design, engineering, prototyping, molds, and products in, a, in a, a way, an integrated way, you know. And uh, this means that these companies can uh, sustain the clients globally um, and uh, even they have their own specificity, they can together be bigger and integrate global value chains. This is the reason um, that they link in this cluster also the universities and the research centers, because they together work on innovation and bring these innovations to the, their value chain and to differentiate themselves in the global market. Very good. Now, um, you one of the ways you connect with uh, potential customers is by having them come out and, as you say, uh, you know, see for themselves what you have to offer. Um, are you doing? Um, and I guess looking forward to 2022, uh, since um, in-person events are back, thank goodness. Um, are you doing any any shows or anything of that nature um, in the in the months ahead? Yes, of course. So we are very active. Um, and we uh, reinforced the, the capacity to promote our industry um, globally. Because uh, with the, the coronavirus, the, the, the countries, they, they become uh, closed. Mm -hmm. And so the links with the clients are very important. So we use normally the big trade fairs 
like Hanover Mass uh, in 2022, Portugal will be the partner uh, of the country of the, the country partner in this uh, uh, in this trade fair in in Germany, yeah. and will be also present in Midwest Paris in 2022. These are the two main uh, trade fairs, but we are organizing also trade missions abroad to US to 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 Japan to 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 Europe different countries and um, of course we are presenting ourselves presenting the capacity of our industry we are working also with the European Commission on the research programs for industry in Europe so providing the technological roadmaps that we developed with our companies so it, I would say that it will be a very intensive uh, year, 2022, trying to open opportunities, trying to create uh, partnerships abroad with other clusters or entities, associations that can help us to interact, to complement the, the offer uh, to the global markets. So we are um, trying to, to, to present our uh, brand, our engineering and tooling from Portugal brand. And um, of course, we want to find uh, clients in the areas of uh, automotive, aeronautics, medical devices, packaging, electronics, whatever. So we used to say that the the tooling and the plastic sector are an infrastructure, a critical infrastructure for a country because they are in the, the, the value chain of the product development and the products of the future. Without molds and plastic, it's difficult to create new products in, in the world. You're here. You, I totally agree with you on that one. <laughs> uh, they, that's because we're plastics today. Um, so, um, yeah, that was um, that's so one more. I guess one last question is how in the meantime, you have many, many uh, expansive plans for next year. In the meantime, if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Well, we have different uh, channels for communication. One is our website. Uh, so it's uh, you can you can go to to engineering and tooling uh, uh, website uh, from Portugal. Uh, we can look for Poolnet website, um, or um, you can uh, reach the association, for instance, for mold making, Cefamol, cefamol.pt, um, and. Uh, um, it's it's very easy now nowadays the internet opened the, the possibility for uh, interaction um, and uh, we have also an app um, where engineering and tooling so you can go on android or ios uh, and uh, you can have there the most recent uh, uh, news about us and uh, also contact us so we try to have um, an open uh, channels for communication. Uh, so, and I, I thank you very much for for this opportunity to to present ourselves in this uh, in this market, uh, which is a strategic market market for us. 
Sure. Um, and I will, um, in the uh, introductory article to this podcast, I will uh, spell out the uh, the websites and, and the various ways people can get in touch with you. So um, that's that's about it. It, it was a spl- uh, pleasure speaking with you, Rui, and um, I hope to maybe uh, run into you at a, at a live show next year sometime. <laughs> Thank you very much, for, and welcome to Portugal. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.